The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. The last words of a dying man are often very significant. Through the years, I have read the account of so many people on their deathbed and some of their, their final words to family members and those who were close enough to hear and to record their words. I have read the words of many dying people who did not know God and all oh, the anguish of soul. I've read the dying words of some who did know the Lord. For example, D.L. Moody said, Earth recedes, heaven opens before me. It is beautiful. It is like a trance. If this is death, it is sweet. There's no valley here. God is calling me, and I must go. This is my triumph. This is my coronation day. I've been looking forward to it for years. Augustus Toplady, who wrote Rock of Ages, died saying these words, Oh, what delights! Who can fathom the joy of the third heaven? The sky is clear, there's no cloud. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Francis Ridley Havergale, who wrote so many hymns, said, Beautiful, too good to be true, splendid to be so near the gate of heaven, so beautiful to go. The famous John Wesley died with these words, The best of all is... God is with us. Farewell. I don't know about you, but I sure would like my dying words to be something like that. How do you have that kind of reality as you leave this world? Well, I bring you today in our journey with Jesus in Mark chapter number 15 to the dying words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you that the only way we can have dying words of hope is because of His dying words. Because of what He suffered and what He endured and what He took at Calvary, we have hope. We can end with victory because He conquered death. Listen to the story in Mark chapter number 15 beginning in verse 26. They've crucified Him and the Bible says, "...and the superscription of His accusation was written over the King of the Jews. And with Him they crucified two thieves, the one on His right hand and the other on His left." And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priest mocking said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let Christ the King of Israel descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land unto the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. Now there are a handful of things that Jesus said from the cross. There must have been a lot of noise and lots of words being spoken there. As a matter of fact, a number of the words of men around the cross are given in this portion of Scripture. For example, you have the words of Pilate. 
he said, here hangs the king of the Jews. You have the words of the thieves, those that, uh, that were around him being punished. We know one of those thieves cried out in faith and called on Jesus for mercy. But the other one, the Bible says, railed on him. You have the words of those who passed by and they said, come on, you said you could tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Then there's the, the words of the chief priest and the scribes. Uh, they said he saved others, himself he cannot save. Actually, they, they had it backwards. He was dying so he could save others. He was allowing himself to take, to, to take death and taste death for every man so that we could have eternal life. They missed it. So you have all of these words around the cross, but the words I'm interested in today are the dying words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, they're not all recorded for us in the Gospel according to Mark. As a matter of fact, you have to take Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and compare each of them to find all of his words. He said at one point, I thirst. Uh, he said at one point, Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother, taking care of Mary. Uh, he said at one point, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He would say, It is finished. He would cry out, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He would say to the man hanging next to him, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I wish I had time to talk to you about all of those because everything Jesus said was a revelation of who God is. Really, everything you need to know about Christ you can learn at the cross. Would you like to know Jesus? Just listen to what he says because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. He cried at I thirst. And that's where you learn about his humanity. Uh, when he says, Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother, you learn about his compassion. When he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, that's his mercy. When he cries out, it is finished, that's his wisdom. Uh, when he cries out, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, that's his power. When he cries out, today thou shalt be with me in paradise, that's his authority. Uh, you even learn from what he didn't say, his long suffering. There are many things he didn't say. He didn't respond to his critics and those who were crucifying him as uh, most men would have done. So that's his long-suffering. But I bring you to the one, the only words of Christ from the cross that are recorded in the gospel according to Mark. And it is the, the words of verse number 34 of Mark chapter 15. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And the interpretation of that is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Up to this point, he has always referred to God as his Father, my Father, oh Father. But now he refers to him as my God, my God. And then what he says after that is heart-wrenching. Why hast thou forsaken me? Can you see him hanging there suspended between heaven and earth? Hanging between life and death? Can you see in the middle of the day as the lights go out, it's midnight at noon. God the Father turns his back on his own son and a cry pierces the darkness. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? At that moment, Jesus Christ had become sin for us. And God the Father, the holy, perfect God, could not look upon sin. He turns His back on His own Son. He turns His back on the Lord Jesus at that moment. Christ suffered full separation from God the Father at that moment. What does that reveal to us? This is the separation that sin brings. Now listen to the question. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
On this side of the cross, we can now answer that question. It's been answered for us. Do you know why God forsook His Son? God forsook His own Son so that you and I would never have to be forsaken. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? God was separated from His own Son, the perfect sinless Son of God, so that sinners like us could be reconciled to God forever, brought into the family. He suffered separation so that we could enjoy reconciliation. I tell you, if you're separated from God today, it's not God's fault. It's not the fault of the Lord Jesus hanging on that cross. He took a holy God in one hand and unholy humanity in the other. He made a way so we could be one again. He is the atonement, the at-one-ment with God. He is the bridge so that you can be made right and be made whole It's all through Jesus Christ, and it's all because of what He suffered on that cross. The dying words of the Lord Jesus were words of of suffering, words of sacrifice, words of separation. Praise God, they were words of salvation. And they make it possible so that when we come to death, we don't have to cry out about separation from God. Friend, I'm not going to be separated from God in death. I'm not going to be separated from God in eternity. I'm going to be with God forever. I don't deserve it, but I'm going to heaven to be with God forever. All because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. Would you do two things today? Number one, would you thank Jesus? Would you pause right now and say, thank you, Jesus, for suffering that separation so I could be saved? And then, would you make it your business to tell somebody else today what Jesus Christ did so they could be saved? It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today.